Grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Okay, welcome everybody. How is everybody doing on a lovely Friday? It's raining. Oh, my gosh. The weather has changed again on us, and we're, I'm floating away here. I'm floating away, and I'm blown away with the wind. It was a rough night last night. Anyway, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. My team is 45 strong up and down the state, which means if you have a paranormal need or you think you might have a paranormal need, you can get a hold of us on any number of places, including Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. And uh, contact me via email, and we'll get things rolling for you. It might take us a while to get to you. California is a huge state, and a lot of the state now is socked in with snow. So, um, yeah. But uh, we will get to you. And if we can't get to you, we have people on staff and friends to help us out, like our like our guest tonight, Medium Nancy Matt. She's here to help us out with phone calls for people. If you feel you have something going on in your house and my team can't get out to you in a quick manner, Nancy will call you or Karen will call you or one of our, you know, one of our mediums. Okay, that being said, if you're watching this show from Facebook tonight, and a lot of you are, please be sure to hit that follow button if you haven't done so already. Uh, and uh, also that like button. Show, show us some love, man. You know, I like to see those smiley things come up and the, and the thumbs up thing come up, you know. And if you're watching from YouTube, uh, and some people are tonight, there's a little ghost in the bottom right-hand corner that you can click on, and a little red sign will pop up saying subscribe. So if you haven't, thank you, Jerry. So if you haven't subscribed already, be sure to do that. There's 535 videos over there, and it's all from this show, and all kinds of topics. I just don't sit on paranormal topics and do stuff like that. It's, it's just all types of topics, and I think, you, you know, there's something over there to interest everybody. I can guarantee that. I promise you that much. I'm a journalist. I hate staying. I'm not saying I hate paranormal topics. I don't hate paranormal topics. I'm a journalist, but I like to vary it. I get bored right away, so I like to, I like to vary my topics, and it's still that little piece of myself that, that is a journalist likes to have some hard news every once in a while, so just like, you know, this week, we, just this past week, Monday, we had, uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. Tuesday, we had uh, a teen murderer on. Uh, Monday, we talked about sociopaths. See, I knew I'd remember it. Should have had a V8, right? <sighs> okay. So that's that's what I'm talking about. We like to vary our topics. You know, we went from we went we went from looking at sociopaths to a teen murderer to a medical intuitive, right? And then last night, of course, I read the book, and tonight. We're talking twin flames and we're talking soulmates with Nancy Matt. So see that? I like to vary it a lot. Anyhow, my computer issues are done now. I think I figured it all out. Uh, I had to start the show a little differently because, uh, as you guys know, the middle of my first Hello, My Name Is spiel, the, 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 uh, the intro comes up. You know, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's a StreamYard thing or if it's, you know, if it's, we'll just replay it automatically and then decide, oh, no, we can't play this and cut it off. 
or if it's something with Windows 11, because I recently did an upgrade to Windows 11, and it, it, it's been wreaking hell on my on my laptop, on a perfectly running laptop too. But anyway, I'm getting over it now. I'm figuring all that stuff out. So tonight we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart, which is soulmates and twin flames. I have a soulmate who I believe is probably a twin flame at this point, but you know, it's one of those things, and it took me years. It kind of reminds me of that movie Made in Heaven when um, Timothy Hutton's character dies and he wants to come back to Earth because he meets someone in Heaven and he falls in love and he wants to, and she gets sent back to Earth and then he's stuck up in Heaven. He, he wants to get back, right? So what happens is, is that unfortunately the rules say that they're not going to like get, you know, they're not, you know, I'm reading Jerry. Yeah, I got you, Jerry. <laughs> um, the rules say, supposedly say that they can't put them in the same area. So I think he ended up, I think he was on the East Coast and she was on the West Coast, or it was vice versa. And so uh, as they put it in that, if, if, if he didn't find her within 35 years, he was never going to find her. So he finally found her. You know, that's what the whole movie is about, is his search to find her once she's reborn and then he's reborn. So, you know, that happens, just like in my case. I I didn't know until like three years ago that this person that had been my, my friend for years, and I'd known this person for like eight years, was a soulmate slash twin flame. Had no clue. It just all of a sudden hit me, you know? It was kind of like, I keep telling people, it was kind of like that scene in um, Twilight, with Jacob and Renesmee, you know, when he looks down at her and suddenly, boom, everything changes. You know, the world changes. And that's what happened. It was like, boom, it was that quick. But uh, Nancy has more, knows more about this than I do. I'm just I'm just spouting off like I always spout off. So I'm going to bring Nancy in, get this show on the road, as they say. And I hope you guys are keeping dry and uh, staying out of the wind. Boy, I had some excitement last night. So here we go. Sounds like Shar uh, is tired today. Shar is tired. Are you up all night? Yeah, it's uh, in yeah. your voice. <clears throat> because of what's been going on, you know, and and plus yeah. I had to take a, you know, what, what I don't understand is why are some pills, well, why do some pills have a coating on them to make it easier to swallow than other pills? <laughs> and it has uh, to be these big, gigantic pills that don't have the coating. <laughs> so, right? Like vitamin C. Yeah. You know, it, so I'm not 10 seconds after putting mouth. What I ended up taking, but I, the first one went down perfectly and the second one got stuck. <clears throat> And I'm sitting there, the show's going to start, and I'm going, ah, I'm in my kitchen, you know, gagging. Finally got it down, and then it scratched my voice. And that's what's happening, too, with my voice. It scratched my throat. Well, don't do that again. <laughs> but I had to eat a piece of bread to force it down because the sucker got stuck, you know. Oh, but I geez. hate those pills. I hate that particular pill. But that's what happens. I don't understand why the FDA does that crap. I don't know. But, okay. Well, I uh, got smart and got chewable vitamin yeah, C. Yeah, that's the way to go. That's worse. It's worse. I'm swallowing those things. <laughs> anyway, anyway, this uh, topic is uh, kind of a synchronicitous. I know the Shar picked it, and I don't always get back to her on time so she can post these Sunday night. And she picked it, yet it's a topic that I had been thinking, I need to tell her I want to talk about this. And it encompasses two or three different situations that are recently here. But after all these, <clears throat> you said we did 49 or 50 of my shows here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some of it's over going to overlap. And everybody watches every one of them. And until I start digging into all my files, you know, 15,000 recordings, 
<clears throat> it's going to be, you know, something I'll repeat until I get busy. Well, but, something, I, something I found with doing this, because, you know, I'm interviewing, like, everybody under the sun mm -hmm. for UFO encounters and, you know, and all this. If, if, if we can get, like, three or four new tidbits of info in an interview, we're doing mm -hmm. good because there's so much information out there about oh, this yeah. stuff. You know, and that's the whole key. If, if, if we can educate a little bit and add on to whatever is out there, we're doing good. Well, and and I respect anybody that comes on and says who they are that does the same thing I do. We just look at time, the thread of time, situations, people's emotions on the different day, different hour. So we can read the same person four or five different ways. It depends on oh, yeah. how we get into I look like I've got something missing here. Well, it's kind of like um, ghost hunting too. I mean, if you go into a place as a medium and they've mm -hmm. got, like, let's do Brookdale Lodge, 100 ghosts sitting over there. Okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> that, that would be fun for me to try. That would be great. Let's, Who wants to talk have, to me? Well, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Unless you have a heart attack trying to communicate with all these, with all these ghosts. <laughs> When uh, I've been my eyes just blink like this, like, who, who's there standing in front of me? Like, I don't want to talk to you. I want that lady over there. She's well, that's the thing. And what's uh -oh. interesting is that what I found with the psychic teams that, that we've gone out on my team, you know, with places like that is either the ghost will pick and choose you or you're, it's okay for you to pick and choose who you talk to in these places. Like the it goes both ways. It goes right, both ways because we have to change our energy and they yeah. also, we have to meld and those who I can't talk to. They talk too fast or it's mumbled or, <clears throat> and um, Paula, you know, everybody, I've had a cold for a month type yeah. of thing. So my voice is better. I'm feeling better, thank goodness. But <clears throat> until this clears up, unfortunately, um, this is a complex topic because of what I've seen online. I always make reference to what I know and mm -hmm. I always give credit to somebody else. Mm -hmm. So I saw these two ladies who are identical twin psychics and I just happened to catch an interview. I think it was on TV. I don't think it was something I looked at. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. And they claimed, I'm getting out of order here. And this is okay. only an example of why oh, our brains we'll move at this age. Yeah, we'll uh, right? Um, that they were one one soul in two bodies. I, I'm i not going to say, no, who am I? But they can read each other's mind. One gets hurt, the other one feels it. Absolutely. Yet, yet, there's someone in my life, a friend, a daughter, that I can feel... It's kind of bizarre. It's bizarre mm -hmm. that we're so connected. So I think it comes in all different forms, all different acknowledgements and acceptance by whoever's saying it that makes their life more interesting, um, acceptable, whatever. So I want to talk about, I'm going to back up. Let's start from the beginning, everybody. All my notes over here, right? Let me add to what you just were talking about. Because with, 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 my, with my twin flame that I have, when I was going through all that stress with my mother, Mm -hmm. My twin flame could tell when I was stressed. Yeah, yeah. You know, could feel it. I could tell when my twin flame is stressed. There's that connection that. is very strong. Yeah, it's a very strong connection. And, and I mean, I was at the hospital one time on a real stressful day with my mom, and I'm walking through the hall, and she and and the, and the twin flame appeared to me in my mind oh, to try and like calm that. me down. You know, so I mean, I I know what those two ladies are talking about. Right. All right, move on. And and. Like I said, I don't get off topic. I'm going to love this. Um, okay. Don't call that. Don't identify that without us talking about soulmates also. Yes. Twin flame, soulmate. Um, there's variations, and I'm okay with any of it. 
let's just call it for what it is. There's some people going to be connected more than others. Sure. You've identified with one soul, two bodies, or um, twin fold. Anyway, let's keep going. So <clears throat> in the late 80s, uh, my mother joined an Edgar Casey group in um, Madison and Sunrise Boulevard. So, you know, anybody's watching this will get hold of me, let me know. And it was very interesting. She really wanted me to broaden who I was. Um, I was going through a really tough time and make a long story short, cancer and divorce and all this. And my mom said, let's just have fun with this group. And they were very into um, past life regressions. And of course, I didn't believe in that, right? <laughs> and I experienced past life regression. Oh, wow. In my life, I've been an athlete. Everybody knows that. I was riding horses, but I was also a very good runner. Mm -hmm. And in the past life regression, I was born in what we call Jerusalem, is Islamic countries, whatever, whatever, that direction, but in the time of the Roman Empire. And it was all desert around us. My father was a wheel, a wheel maker. And the wheel was wood, but then you put a, a metal rim around it. And as a kid, I would play with these rims of used metal. And I got into military. It's a long story. It was not, it was so amazingly clear to me, but I didn't believe it. I thought I just had amazing imagination. And then I, I want to jump a little bit on this. And what really made me think about soulmates and twin flames and everything <clears throat> was two situations. First off, when I met my first husband, found out that he and his family and me and my family live maybe 50 miles apart in Southern California. My father was killed when I was six. We moved to North Sacramento. We actually lived in three different homes, one in, down there in LA area and then two before my mother got what we call a life insurance policy came and she was able to rent a place. Mm -hmm. And when I was 15, I had a girlfriend who I'm going to speak to in a minute here and show you kind of the differences. Um, let's go to a Halloween party and uh, Carpenters Hall, uh, Riverside Boulevard and the freeway, I-80 in Sacramento. So we went to the Carpenters Hall and my first husband, Larry, and his friend, Wynn, saw me. And uh, Larry and Wynn flipped coin and which one would dance with me versus my girlfriend who showed up, Linda. And Larry picked, got me and we hit it right off. It was almost like I felt like I needed to put my arm on him. It's like we were strangers and I just felt something. And it, at the time, you don't think about it. 15 and 16 year olds, what do we know? Mm -hmm. And and that day, until we got married four and a half years later, we talked every day. And if I didn't see him every day, we did talk every day. And he went to what we call North, North Highlands, Highlands High School. And I went to San Juan, anybody knows that. So it wasn't like easy. And if, if he couldn't get me in the car, he would get in my motorcycle. And every day, and it was right from the very beginning, and it was odd. And my mother used to say to me, this was not normal. In, in those years, people didn't do that. We're talking a really long time ago, 60, early 60s, that she had never seen anybody connect. And I think that if I hadn't met him, of course, it would have been college. Uh, one time I entertained getting into the military, I mean, bizarre things. And I really wanted to be a commercial artist. And those things didn't happen because in the years I was dating, women didn't do anything. They got married. And so my first husband and I got married in 
June of 67. In those high school years, and I was 13 years old before I met my first husband, Larry, I met a girl named Karen. And she was a wild, whirly girl that everybody went, ooh, <laughs> look how crazy she is. And we had business marketing class together. And I was the nerdy, nerdy guy, girl. And she was the one that had the boyfriends and she was very attractive and sexy. And it was like nerdy, dirty here. Just, <laughs> I just, I was just like, an, it was what it is, right? I was an artist, but I, I was a nerd. And we really clicked it off. And, and I look back at those two situations. Now, like I said, I dated my husband for four and a half years. So we were 19 and 20 something when we got married finally. And I was in it forever. You know, that didn't even occur to me that we would end up getting divorced. And we grew up together We people changed. So when I got cancer, I thought that was a sign from God that I was not to be there anymore. So I float with this, get a little more about me than you probably want to, but let's flow with this. So when I had the past life regression, this is after I got divorced, it was um, between 88 and 90, because I was certainly not into this environment. That was May 1990. <clears throat> in two, two, 2000, my friend came, we'd stayed friends all these years. In 2000, my friend came down and she wanted to go gambling. So she picked me up, had a house on Z-Bell, Fair Oaks Boulevard in Old Auburn, and she picked me up. Uh, we went to Reno, and on the way up there, I had my chance of, we talk on the phone, but this is my chance to prove to her I wasn't loony toony. And we started talking, and by the time we got up there, I had converted her from Jehovah Witness to a spiritualist. I talked about everybody in the family and all the dead people around her. And she says, of all the people in the world, Nancy, you're the most honest person. I'm so honest. I'm, I was just, just like, you know. and even to this day, she says, I don't know anybody that and I say to her, I says, you know, when my clients call, they pay me to be honest. My whole world is that. And of course, I married somebody, second husband, Larry, who likes to play chuckle to jo practical jokes. And he said one day, he says, you've lost your sense of humor. I says, I never had one. <laughs> Not much. People say I'm funny, but uh, because I have talked to people in seriousness. Getting back to what I said. Okay. So. Before she came down, I had another pass. I had a, um, a past life regression in mid 1990s. Remember, I've told you before 1990, I had a past life regression where I was the son of a wheel maker. But in the mid 90s, I was so intrigued by this and what I had gotten into because I've seen dead people all the time. And someone says, You ought to be looking into past lives because you're bringing it up and you don't even realize it. So I went to this Sierra College and I had a class run by a psychologist, psychologist, something. And he did past life regression for everybody. Well, guess what? I had one. And I saw myself chasing a little girl with braids. And I was about a couple inches taller than her. And I felt like we were connected. And we must have been 10 and 12 years old, somewhere around there. And she was just running like a little stinker, like you want to slap her. She was just running. And she had something in her hands. And she was just running. And her braids were flopping up and down. And the era was the Roman and Greek era also. And we were in a hallway with paving stones that were cold because we were in the shade. And it was inside and it was cold. And we were barefoot and she'd pop it up, pop it up. And I was right behind her, right? Just, I'm going to get this girl. <laughs> I 
whatever it was about, I was going to get her. And so the hallway went down straight and then it turned to the left and she was going to be heading another way. And I knew she was gaining on me. So I looked to my left and there's an atrium and the sun was shining down with this fountain in the middle and there was growing things in it. And the stones were the same from where I was running. And if I darted across to catch her, I'd be walking on running on hot pavement from the sun. I didn't even think about that. Oh, there I go. All of a sudden, my feet started burning. And here I am in this past life regression. Ow, 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 ow. And I picked up pace because I hurt my feet. They were so hot. And just as I'm tackling her, I'm going to get this girl. <laughs> I leap and it's over. That's all that was. And I just felt like I could, there was so real. It was like I could touch it. Just like in the first one, I didn't believe of being on the sand and running and having this stick with this wheel. Clearly, it was not one my father needed. And a bunch of us kids, I was a boy, and we were running and rolling these wheels, running. In the second one, I'm running. Kind of a coincidence, right? <clears throat> so when my friend Karen showed up and we took off to go to, on the way back, she says, I said to her, you know, I've had past life regressions. We were just continuing the conversation after gambling for the day. Reno's really not that far. It's like a two-hour drive from Citrus Heights, and we gamble for a few hours, and we come back. <clears throat> and I was saying to her, I had a past life regression, and I told her about the first one, and then I said the second one, that I'm a little girl, and I'm just barreling down a hallway. <laughs> and she and I started telling her about it, and how the little girl in the front of me had braids that were flopping up and down on her shoulders. And she says, let me finish that for you. And she says, I'm in um, an area where bread is being made. And you come in and we're both given a piece of bread. I shove you. I take that bread. She didn't say shove. She took it from me and she took off. And I went, oh no, that's my bread. And I go chasing after her. She says, we're in a long corridor and you're just catching up with me. And I take the corridor to the left and you dart across the atrium and you tackle me and you take that bread. She had more of it than I, and I says, where did that come from? She says, I've had that dream ever since I was a child. And I never thought of telling you because I thought it was something I made up. I didn't know it was you. Hmm. Yeah, right? That's amazing to me. I could never even make that up, you guys. I couldn't make it up. In my lifetime, I've always been an athlete, always a runner, and gym, um, exercise bars, and horses. So the first one, I was a runner. second one, I was shown to be running, even though I was only a child. <clears throat> so I want to go back again and say one more thing. Edgar Casey opened the world to me. He wrote nine books. His sons wrote many more. And then his organization, he died in 1945, took up the, the interest and have produced hundreds of books. In fact, at one place, I would love to travel across country and just go visit Edgar Casey. I purchased the work. I even pro purchased the program a couple of times. Every time the computers have changed, they upgrade the CD-ROM or the DVD, and I'd buy it over again because it, it made such an impact to me. So I want to back up. And I want to explain the difference. So I want to encourage you, go through stores, get online, Erica Casey. 
And he talks about reincarnation. He talks about soulmates. He talks about Atlantis. He talks about everything that we would talk about in this form and more. And some of them, the land of Mew, things I'd never even heard about. So I encourage you to look some of this stuff up. And uh, go back when I met my husband, there was an instant connection. It was not what we call harmonious marriage. In those years, he didn't live together. But there was such attraction, I had to be around him. I had to be around him. Remember, in those years, people didn't live together. We didn't have an MC before marriage. It was a bond that we couldn't figure out. And nobody could split us up. In fact, one time, uh, my stepdad something. You can't talk to him anymore because I'd get up at 10 o'clock at night after we'd go to bed. We'd talk on the phone for an hour or more. And I says, no, it's not going to be that way. I'm going to, first time my whole life <laughs> ever, I said, no, I'm not going to follow the rules this time. Because this person, I, I have to be part of his life. And, uh, you know, high noon Catholic mass wedding. <laughs> you know, everybody knows what that's like, right? I went through it. I could not vision myself not being with that person. Now, we got divorced. We were opposites in a lot of ways, but partners in a lot of ways. And there's no fault here because people grow. I was just overburdened with work and kids and it was a lot going on. Taking care of a blind grandmother for 13 years. Uh, my daughter had a birth defect. You know, she had had surgery. We had problems. Life is life. And I look at that relationship as an agreement that we had to be together to work something out. Whether we did it or not, I don't know. Was it for my growth or was it for his growth or was it because I had to have cancer to prove to myself that I was I was adult enough to make a life change. And once I had cancer, I realized you die. I'm not going to be in this marriage because I knew that there was a value that I was not getting out of life and I moved on. Didn't marry my friend Karen, but doesn't even matter how many months or year. I don't think we've got more than you're not talking to each other. I feel such a bond with her that when we talk, I'm going to cry here a minute. It feels like our souls blend. It's like I cannot get away from the continuity of the vibration of who we are. I never felt that with my first husband. There was a draw. This one, it was a blend. I think that we can have soulmates that are not our partners. Mm -hmm. We can have souls that make life agreements. By last time you murdered me, oh, hell. I'm going to do this over with you and I'm going to leave you. Who knows? Because I do believe that we choose a life. <clears throat> so getting back, I was born in uh, Inglewood, California. We lived in Hollywood. We were part of the movie industry. My ex, um, and I keep forgetting this little town. It was about 50 miles north of Hollywood. I really can't remember. But his, his sister and I were born in the same area. She's only three months older than I am. And his father got a great opportunity to be part of the Reagan, um, the core of Reagan uh, government. And so they moved up there and that uh, summer, and then when he was uh, 16, we went to the ha Halloween party and that's where he met me. It seemed like the universe created, I'm not saying my father had to die, but it seems like we were put together. Same as, <laughs> I'm gonna give my son a boost here, Hope I don't embarrass him if he listens to this. He went to ASU and got a couple of degrees in aeronautical engineering. Wow, right. His first job was at Boeing in Seattle. Um, 
I mean, who wouldn't want that, right? Let's let's work for Bill Gates. <laughs> let's do this, right? And he got up there and it wasn't his environment. It wasn't. So he decided he would move to San Diego and he had another aerospace company there. And by golly, after a while, San Diego, they moved to Arizona, Phoenix, exactly where he went to college. It was kind of a coincidence. And he's also a runner. So he was running on the beach one day and this beautiful blonde girl ran from the other direction and caught his eye. She was from originally from British Columbia, uh, Canada. And she told her folks, I can't stand the weather here. I'm moving to San Diego. Guess what? They ended up there at the same time on the same beach and produced the most beautiful two blue-eyed blonde girls. He was ever, and he's darker than I am. He truly looks more Indian than I do. You know, he has a big, on and on and on. He got these two blue-eyed blonde girls. Destiny, it was amazing. Can you imagine running on the beach and eyes lock and it's over? <laughs> it's done. <laughs> I do believe there's destiny. My children had to come. His children had to come. And he's no longer with that lady. The business was done. The children were produced. And then we go on. So was that also agreement? Very intelligent people. Both girls are geniuses. Oh my gosh, let me think that through, right? So in some ways, I think the universe has a plan. We pick it. We choose partners. We choose the outcome of the partnership to have which children. It's a soul agreement. Totally different than soulmate, twin souls. And I will address this. <clears throat> I went to a Christmas party 30 years ago. About 28, 20, 25, 28. And there was a gal that... Um, was a longtime friend, her name was Kim. And her mother had one of those beautiful homes in the zip codes everybody wants to live in. Mm -hmm. And her sister had had a baby a few months earlier. I'm very quiet. I, you know, I go to a party with a lot of different people. I don't want to mingle and say, by the way, I'm a professional psychic. Everybody goes, woo. <laughs> it's very difficult. And so I was quiet and standing against while her sister knew me. And she wanted to show off this beautiful baby. <laughs> You just, you know, what's what's about a baby in those cheeks? You know, you just, <laughs> well, the baby came up to me and we were kind of standing kind of catty corner, uh, not against the wall, but kind of facing each other a little bit. <clears throat> and the child starts yelling at me in a man's voice. And I go, you know, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Explanative. <laughs> and the mother's wondering, what's wrong with you? Is your baby just crying? But you know, she heard baby crying. I did not. And I heard this man yelling at me and said, what am I doing in this body? And he didn't say it that way. He didn't say it like we English speaking people would, but whatever explanative they have in a, an Asian person. I don't know what country it was from because I can just visualize the man even today with the, um, the garments all um, very rich, outer garment over inner garment type of thing. Um, and he couldn't understand why he, no one could understand him, why he couldn't move and wh what was going wrong. And, and somehow he had ended up in this infant's body, <laughs> a girl, not a boy, a girl. And I thought, oh, this is going to be really, so I, I said, excuse me. And I went to Kim and I went, <clears throat> that little baby's yelling at me, showing me that he, it's a man in there, an Asian man. <laughs> the Caucasian girl body. This is going to be really funny. 
And she said to me, she says, you know, there's another baby who just showed up a few months before him, another little girl. And I thought, oh, no. Oh, no. Could it be that way? I says, where is that baby? <laughs> and she says, over there. And I went over there, and it was this man's wife. And oh. she was just, oops, goosebumps, everybody. Oops, goosebumps, talking. Anyway, the sorry, <laughs> the memories bring back. Though talking about that, I go back into the very same, and I remember, and I, you know, so anyway, the woman had shown up first because she died first, and then the man didn't realize that he was coming into the same quadrant and the same grouping again. So getting back to Edgar Casey, Edgar Casey believes that when we come and we choose to come over and over, reincarnation over and over is something I've come to believe, everybody, that we come as a group as in a large tree with branches and little twigs come off one little branch out of a branch. And we can have a cluster of people that we are soulmates with, soul connections, twin souls, because we, depending on how strong we want this life of relationship determines the degree of connectedness. By the way, I'd like to come back and be your mate. And I want to know exactly what you're thinking all the time. You're not going to get away with anything. I want your mind. So we're going to come. We're going to vibrate exactly the same to connect always. So you may choose somebody you've had a lot of lifetimes with because you're camaraderie, you're, you're familiar. And I do believe that's possible. Whatever my first husband and I had, it was very, very strong. But yet we were totally, not totally different because we're both athletes and both like the country, like animals or like horses, a lot of sameness. Um, but there was a difference and that difference did drive us apart. It's, it's kind of hard to explain. Um, in those years, women didn't get to have a career. I didn't finish my college. I put him through two degrees. And so he was on the high fast track and he made it. He got, I, I shouldn't embarrass him because I didn't ask permission, but he did very well. When it came to me, I got promoted three times, um, asked if I want to be promoted three Twice, he told me that my job was his wife and the mother of his children. Got it? I didn't get that. As soon as I left him, I got, well, let's see, I got promoted before I left him because it was easy, because it didn't involve any more hours. Mm -hmm. And then um, you know, about three years before um, I left him, I was promoted. Until I left, um, I was in the same group from engin in engineering, from <coughs> uh, assistant to staff to supervisory, um, and didn't take away from the family, because the kids at that point were all grown. As well, far um, real quick, uh, there's a question in the chat room. Uh huh. What is a twin flame? I'm just going to get to that, kiddo. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> oh, no, no, no. I'm trying to tell it in stories because it's easier for people to get. Sure. I have a lot of notes over here, and I'm trying to weave them together. So I'm talking about the Christmas party. And that man might have loved that woman that died before him, and the child was born for him. Mm -hmm. And how do they select a group? How do you select where you want to go? That I don't have the answers of everything. Um, I do like the reincarnation stories on YouTube. Um, the channel is called LMN, or you can type in 
ghosts of my child, or you can talk, call it uh, reincarnation in children, whatever. And there's a lot of stories how children pick their parents. This Asian couple, very predominantly uh, wealthy and important, came into a family of wealth. So they did come into this grouping of prosperity because everybody in the family was um, had, had done very well. And so they were coming back in that level. Did these two children, uh, both females, did they acquire um, the same level? Because it's been long enough for these children to have grown up. I don't know. I've lost contact with them. Contact. <clears throat> um, okay, so. Uh, okay, so I got to push it a little bit. Um, so soulmates don't do not have to have an identical match. They can be the opposites in which you will force each other to grow and become better mm -hmm. as my first husband or as my best friend. And since we were 13, I have other best friends. This one is particularly because I can, we have a sense of each other. We're totally 100% different. Our lives and how we think about everything is totally 100% different. Um, she, uh, when Larry, Matt, Larry and I had a house in the country, um, she would come over and we had one of those great big water beds. We had one TV in the bedroom. She would come over and lay on the bed and, and take a nap while we were sitting there watching TV. She'd just come in, okay, I'm, and she says, I can feel the peace in this house and it's the only place I'm not afraid. And I don't know what that meant or I'm, I can be myself. So she kind of let her guard down and become, and I look at that as a soulmate of common in, uh, vibration, even though we were 100% different. So we resonate. Remember, I talk about vibration all the time. Okay, so then you have the opposites, soulmate. Absolutely, we have the same. It can be a partner. It could be best friends. Then you have something that's really confusing. You've seen little girls holding hands, sisters, or you see the twins and they're holding sisters and the stories of people who can read each other's minds. Is that truly a twin soul? Possibly. I have not had any experience of identifying that, but what I understand, and I have friends and family, and I tell you, if I put my mind to one of my kids, I can have a sense of what they're, what's happening, but that's me moving my mind to them. Mm -hmm. What I have with my friend, Karen, <clears throat> she lives in Portland, Oregon. Um, what I have with a couple other people, and I have not, Karen knows I'll talk about this, but other people don't know. I can think about somebody and I'm thinking about somebody in Texas. He owes me a phone call. <laughs> if I think about him, he will call me. Now, he's a man. He's married to somebody else. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. But there is a soul connection there. And I find that curious in life that we meet somebody, even though our lives can be totally different, that there is a twinness that is kind of hard to identify. With Karen, I could say I love her. Not in the same sense as a partner, but I love her because of energy when I'm near her, we're talking, is so similar. I can't find this difference. Yet her life is totally different. And so there's a level of, of and I've known her now, um, 61 years. That's a long time. Long time. And that's really uh, amazing to, to me to even think about. Um, I've known um, children who are very, very compatible to each other and they do everything. Have you seen children hold hands? They walk the same. They think the same. They pick up on each other. How about the twins 
identical twins that have a certain language for each other. And these two girls that live in Southern California, twin psychics, they claim they have conversations in their mind with each other. Um, that's my dead father. One thing my mother didn't care for in a marriage was that he was always talking to his dead father and having open conversations. But he could also do it with his mother who lived in a different house. That's really um, amazing. My mother went crazy over that. Uh, she told me in private one day that they both passed. Of course, he passed when I was six, mother passed in 09, that that was driving a wedge between her and the marriage because he was so involved with his dead father and his mother and his work with the Universal Studios that mom was last, you know, and, you know, whatever. Um, I got notes over here and I'm going to be wishing I talked a little fast. Um, so, one of the things I started out talking about how this has all been very interesting to me, but within the past month, and I did not tell her I was talking about it, though I did tell her I was, I'd bring this up. At, toward the end of the session, she came up with this. She said, as you know, my life has been really, really hard. And I don't know that I like my life. I, my children have had it difficult. And she went on and on, and I was trying to help her think things through. And then she just blurted out, and she says, why was I even born? And I, I just sit here and I go, okay, I will give her an answer. And I just relax and I don't think this is crazy anybody. I do this. And I moved over into her and I asked, why was she born? And all of a sudden it came out of me and I want to find this tape and actually play it because I don't even sound like me. I don't know who I was. It came out so fast. And all this turbulence is around her. She's the only one that was the anchor for these people. And she, I said, your feet are rocked to the ground. And you agreed to come into this life to witness the progress and failure of those who were to follow. She was the oldest. These, I think I remember, right? She was the oldest. And these people that came, brother, sister, family members that she had to witness their failings and witness their success. She was a one that when they all go back, she will say, I witnessed your growth. I witnessed your failings. You get to do that again. And so we, we have somebody that is our, I call it our witness. Who was my witness? You know, I, I changed everything to do this. I left a 24 year career Pacific Bell to do this. At the time I left, I was making so much money. My family all all um, <laughs> were not real happy with me. On the heels of cancer, I got divorced. And then I was going to leave medical to do this full time. Well, whoever was my witness, it could even be my friend Karen, will say when I pass over, you did it your way. You, you, you overcame. And I know a lot of you can, I'm feeling <laughs> someone saying, yeah, I did that too. <clears throat> Some in the chat room. So in some ways, we, are, we agree to have a witness to see our success or our failings. And those people can be either soulmate or twin flame. Now, the twin flame phenomena, I'm not as experienced, so I had to look up a couple of things. And this is what I looked up, and I will not take this credit. <clears throat> uh, don't discount the family witness program. And I just said, not as not a soulmate connection. Twin souls, intense soul connection with somebody thought to be a person's shared soul. Um, 
I'm not going to disagree with that. How would I know? I do believe, and this is new, that I could be living in more than one time. What if I'm in the future existing and say, you know, that Nancy, she did this for a living. That would be an interesting life. What if I took a piece of me and became me in this life? Why not? Why not? I have told people over and over that I'm continually inventing things in my mind. And I now have some, the one in Texas, find, find out about getting a patent because I've come up with something else. And I call my son up, who's an engineer, and I go, I got something else. Where are these things coming from? The feeling, and I know there's people who say, I'm out of sync. I'm out of place, out of time. And I feel like the, I'm just not going to go further with that. I wonder if I'm a twin flame soul to someone who's alive, but two or 300 years in the future. I bet you there's some people in the room who will listen to this and go, oh, shoot, I think that's me. But it could be you were in Gettysburg and you've kept that feeling and you come into this life and you can't shake that life. And so part of your soul is in the past. Absolutely. I think we can split our souls into multiple lives. <clears throat> Similar like, likes, dislikes, desires, long range life plans. Identical twins share the same soul. Absolutely. Why not? Who am I to say no? I'm just learning that we could do multiple lifetimes. Now that's different. So I have a girl named Tina and she will, I have something I will publish on this. When her brother died, he shared with me, by the way, tell my sister that I'm in the Caribbean, Pirates of the Caribbean, Johnny Depp on a pirate ship. And I don't like this life. So I told her and she says, what are you talking about? She called the sun up, North Carolina, and she's here in Rose, uh, Sacramento. And he says, oh, Andy, didn't you know he has all the posters from all the movies. He was building a ship in the basement. He has the movies of Johnny Depp and Pirates of the Caribbean. He loved it. Tina did not know. I was going to be really right. Or I was going to be really wrong. Part of what you do if you become a person that does what I do, you take that risk. You have to learn to trust what you get. And so this person told me that. About a couple sessions later, and this is like four years ago he said this. Later, I, she says, well, how come he's not showing up? Why is he talking to me? And he popped in. He says, because I'm not here. I'm there. I says, where's there? And he says, oh, sorry, here. And he showed me he was on a pirate ship. And it was the same size as the Nina Pina and the Santa Maria. And he says, I don't like it here. I thought we'd be more fun. And I go, okay. And he showed me the ship and he showed me wasn't glamorous at all. In fact, it was kind of ugly. And I looked at it and I said, Ooh, of course women would say, Ooh, right. Though outside was black. And I went, Ooh, it doesn't even look like the ship that's on TV. And so I told her this and it occurred to me, he just said he doesn't like his life on the pirate ship. He wasn't coming to us because he wasn't done with that life yet. He did eventually. 
So after he passed over, he had a life 400 years in the rear. <laughs> Think about that. For a minute, it kind of made my head twirl around. Afterward, I ran, went to my husband, Larry, my second Larry, and I said what I've been told. And he says, oh, Nancy, didn't you know? I go, <laughs> excuse me, what? He says, in those years, the pirates would line the outside of their boats with tar. I go, tar? What would that be for? He says, because it made him go faster. Duh. <laughs> I, go, I says, I never heard that. Well, on TV and all those shows you see, they don't put tar on the outside. They just did that in real life. I had no idea. I was going to be really right or really wrong, everybody. And you have to take that risk when you do what I do. <clears throat> I think I went over a few things too tar, quick. Well, to offer more something else too, the tar, tar was also used to seal it. Seal like it. We do on our roof, yeah. Uh, oh, is that right? I yeah. Like I said, um, it was for mobility. Yeah, um, for mobility and to keep, keep the thing from leaking, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've encountered, this is kind of curious. Um, I did 15 years of psychic fairs, um, bookstore presentation, East West Bookstore, Fair Oaks Boulevard, and Howe Avenue every month. Um, every Friday night, I was at the Spirit of Grace Church at Citrus Heights, different locations. They did change location a few times. And then I was always doing psychic fairs. So you figure in 15 years, 35, 50 on Friday night alone, 22 to 24 on Sunday psychic fairs. And those who've been there see me do this, you know, talk about, hmm. <laughs> right. In all these years, I've met two of what I would call twin soul situation. And the first time was at um, child. Uh, it was a benefit for children's cancer research, and it was done at a park in Sacramento. Sue Gibson, who's a real estate agent locally uh, in Carmichael, she's the one that got me. Uh, I think she was one that got me there. And in the morning, I had this beautiful blonde girl young woman 30 40 years old and all of a sudden i and this is true i saw her sitting there with her life force but next to her invisible to me was the life force of a man half of her was him and half of her was over him so over her over him and i thought to myself soulmate twin soul what is going on and i took it to be a soulmate one of the truest i'd ever seen we can have soulmates where you think you can't live or breathe without that person. Mm -hmm. But when you combine your life force with somebody, what does that mean? This did happen. End of the day, I had another a gentleman come. And he did say, um, my family asked me to come because they thought I would enjoy reading. Well, I had talked to people all day long. And I have a lot of people have a reading and then they refer everybody they know. I mean, this is how you get the business. And he's sitting there and, um, oh my gosh, his life force is a bubble around him. But there was someone here with her bubble halfway into him and he was halfway into her. And I went, you won't believe this, but you're the second person today that's married to their soulmate. He says, no, that was my wife you talked to earlier today. <laughs> and I love it. As long as you don't tell me I'm being tested, I love it. I love it because that true told me it was true. <clears throat> the second time was way later, and it wasn't like a shock to me. 
it was at an event before I left uh, Sacramento. It was a couple that came to the house. And when they walked in, uh, it was um, a long court off of uh, Kirby and Riverside before I left to go to Arizona for a few years for a change. And they walked in and I couldn't separate them. He was half into her and she was half into him. And no matter that they were sitting together, they were blended together. Does that mean everybody's, oh, I love my mate as that? I think there's more to it. I'll say something too that may be difficult. Sometimes being so in love is so encompassing that it's crippling, that you can't get anything else done in your life because all you want to do is be in that person's thoughts, their energy, and their field. Sometimes that means your soulmate. Does that mean it's the best relationship or are you finishing up what you didn't get to finish last time? Those answers, I cannot tell you, though I know it does happen. Um, and sometimes I've had people say to me, I've actually had this happen, that the man didn't want to marry her because the love was so crippling, that's where that word came from, that he couldn't do anything else. He couldn't have a life because all he could do is be in her presence or in the bedroom 24 hours a day. Sometimes it can be crippling. So be aware, sometimes it's not always the best relationship. Uh, what about reading each other's minds? Soulmates do that. Twins foes, absolutely. The, the girls I told you I saw on TV, that is the perfect relationship for them because that's what they encourage also. Um, the people I know that are that close to me, I can feel them. I know what they're going through. Is that good or bad? My husband says to me, oh, someone's going to call you and they're really upset or they're really, really something really bad's going on. I go, well, how can you tell? He says, because your demeanor has shifted down. So people reach to me and pull me down. I can tell when someone's, in fact, this happened just recently. Someone had a really great day and I called them up and I said, boy, something's really good with you today. And they oh, blah, 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 blah. Does that mean we're soulmates or that we're just so connected? I hope I didn't confuse you. I talked an awful lot tonight and I could have talked so much more, everybody. But I wanted you to give an overview of the ways that we can be connected or not. Um, and does that mean you have to have a soulmate relationship to be married? Absolutely not. You could be a first time meet up with somebody and say, you know what? This is the best thing that's happened to me in my life. We don't seem to have any grudges or any negative. We don't seem to have, we're just really good people that can be together. And that's sometimes the best. I hope I covered an hour's worth to entertain you guys. Is it just, uh, Char, you brought up the word soulmate. Would you like, not soulmate, twin soul, would you like to talk for a few minutes on what sure. you think about that? Go ahead and express. Sure. I was going to ask you, is there a difference? What, or what is the difference? between a soulmate because a soulmate could be anybody like within let's see i don't feel like i ever okay so remember edgar casey said if you look at a tree and you look up like a redwood tree and you see a branch coming out and on that branch is little twigs and each twig is a cluster of people of people that have known each other for eons and we take right. turns those are right. soulmates but you can look over to the branch on the other side of the a twig on the other side that's holding five or six leaves. And you could say to those people, by the way, I see you. Maybe we could just make a connection on earth. Mm -hmm. But the cluster that's always together, those are the soulmates. The other mm -hmm. people, other leaves on that branch could be associates and people that you can learn from. 
Right. Right. Okay. And sometimes Havel sold a connection, even though it's not what we call negative. How many people would love to say, I married my soulmate? But that doesn't mean that you have to be married. It doesn't mean you're going to be the best of friends. It doesn't mean that you may be the witness for that person. You may be the anchor for that person. You may be the one that says, uh, I'll encourage you. Okay. Sometimes it's over, over and consuming if it's a soulmate, true soulmate, because it's almost like you have to be in each other's presence. You have to be there. Sometimes it's not positive. It could be negative or it could be the most joyous thing ever. How many of you said, love at first sight, we're married in four weeks, married 43 years, by the way. Perfect. They finally found each other, just like in Made in Heaven. I do believe that right. does happen. Right. <clears throat> Kaylee, you know what? It may not, I didn't get the name right. <laughs> This is going to be one of those days. Let me make sure I get the name right before I put my mouth. Yes. Jaylee, um, it may not happen in this life. It may not happen in this life. It might, you know, you're, 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 you know, the person you were supposed to meet may have already died in this life and went on. But it will happen. It's just That doesn't mean she can't be happy with somebody. Right, right. But it may not happen in this life. And that means that we have to choose to have a partner. Mm -hmm. You can't say, in my verse, just never going to have a partner. Well, you've mm -hmm. already set up a failure. Just say, I deserve a partner. I deserve someone who will honor, respect me. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying this is going to happen with this young lady. I think that name is a feminine. In some ways, women are so wanting a partner. I'll take anybody that shows up that wears a pair of man pants. That doesn't mean it's going to be successful. You have to say, someone who honor and cherish me, have my likes and dislikes, and wants to grow as an individual with me. You have to make a list of what you're asking for. So the, your vibration sets it up to what you'll accept another person's vibration. And sometimes I, fortunately, I, ugh, I don't want to say someone's name here. <clears throat> if you set up the parameters of what you want based on ego, you will get that. But that doesn't mean it's a relationship that will work. I want someone tall, dark, and handsome. I want somebody who has a lot of money. Well, that doesn't mean anything. They're nice. It doesn't mean they're not going to abuse you or weep steal from you and all kinds of things you have to set up what you're looking for and then the right. vibration is sought up to universe for that individual to show up Shar, right. right 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 so that being said i have some really cool news that i found out just the other day we have a guest coming on monday and if anybody has watched amc's legend hunter oh we're talking shows okay patrick spain is the star of legend hunter He's an entrepreneur who likes to do explorations, you know, for weird, for, you know, in the jungles and all this. He's going to be here Monday at 630. Okay. That's fun. Yeah. So be looking out for that. Okay. He's going to be here Monday at 630. And it was interesting because I, I remember asking him to be on the show and it was one of these deals where he didn't answer for a month or two. And so when I got the name, I thought. People's lives are busy, hon. Who are you? You know, but then when I looked it up, I was all excited. So, yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, this discussion on soulmates and uh, twin flames can go on forever because, I mean, there's just so much to say about it. And everybody with everybody, it's different, you know? Um, well, there's, I, there's sameness and what we can, we'll see a pattern. Right. Oh, this right. is soulmate. This is a twin soul. This is yeah. um, an agreement to come together yeah. for children or, um, yeah. you know, there's different ways of looking at it. Yeah. And you can be truly a happy with somebody that was never meant to be on your path because right. we have, I hope, some free will. Absolutely. I want to thank Chaley for coming. I want to thank June Vargas for coming. Thank you, June. That was really cool to see you. 
in the chat room. Jerry, Ma uh, Marisa, Pamela. So we had a nice full chat room tonight. Jerry. Sunday, uh -huh. I will be here reading the, the book. We'll say the book, right? Sunday, I'll be here reading the book. And then, like I said, Monday is Pat Spain. So make sure you get your popcorn and all that good stuff for Pat mm -hmm. Spain. Because I'm excited about that, too. We got a full up week of uh, good shows coming up next week. And a couple things I'm working on, which I'm not going to let loose about yet. But there's a couple things in the works here that I think you guys are going to like. In fact, we may be doing a group ghost hunt, a public ghost hunt coming up here in March or April. So I'm trying to figure out the logistics on that. And I'm working on getting a very, very haunted hotel to do it in. So um, I just got to put, you know, put this stuff together. But I want to thank everybody for coming, including Nancy. Nancy's always here. She hasn't felt good the last couple of weeks. And uh, I haven't either, really. You know, I, I took off. I went to Disneyland, came back, was doing okay. And then got real tired because I was trying to push real hard to get the shows lined up because I was behind almost two weeks on shows after that. So I finally caught up. And uh, so now I can get a little bit of breathing room. Um, so, yeah. So I'll be more awake now. <laughs> yeah, we're you know it, spring is only a few month, few weeks away, so <laughs> everything gets better. And uh, for us who have the winter cold that lasts too long, um, <laughs> this weather has not helped. <clears throat> California has been one of my clients in New York. His sons came to California to ski, and mm -hmm. they've been sitting on that mountain still trying to get off. So you know, <laughs> I hear if you're going to come ski. Uh, off of 80 plan to spend the week there <laughs> yeah that's about what it is and for fyi too jerry and everybody we are going to be doing a live ghost hunt uh i have two, i have two residentials that i'm lining up and i got permission from one to go live so we will be doing a live ghost hunt from one of the residentials um i don't have a positive date on that yet that's gonna be but fun it'll be fun to watch us do, do our thing you know to finally get back out after a nice de i call it a detour and get out and do our thing and maybe nancy will even do a pre-read for us on that one so we can i can show you exactly how the group operates and how accurate my uh, team is with stuff so we'll see i'll have to bribe nancy with something yeah fun. just let's have fun don't no test everybody no test. Not a test. Nope, no nope. i don't nope. want her people to think oh shoot nancy read this i'm not gonna because what it does is it sets us up to right exactly I don't want that mm -hmm. So you guys will be involved with watching that. So there's, there's other things coming up too. So yeah, anyway, so uh, if you like what you saw tonight and heard tonight, oh, please leave a happy up, face everybody. and a thumbs up for us, okay? <laughs> if you're watching from Facebook or uh, YouTube, please be sure to either follow or subscribe if you haven't done so already. You can check me out. That sounds terrible. You can, you, you can check out my Instagram at ghostygal. It's all lowercase. TikTok, we're California Haunts, all lowercase. Uh, I can't remember all these things. Twitter, we are Cal Haunts, and we're also over on Twitch, and I think that one's Cal Haunts as well over on Twitch. So we're everywhere. You can find us on Facebook under California Haunts. I mean, we have several California Haunts pages. Uh, one under my name, and uh, there's one under Nancy's name too. Nancy's over on Facebook too. Yeah. So um, I'm kind of curious that the little slip thing you do on the screen, that was lost also covering my books. Oh, I forgot last week. I'm sorry. So yeah, at the very end, I'm going to show you Nancy's how to contact Nancy and what book she has out, and you can find them. I forgot to last week because I was tired. But maybe got broken. It, no, it happens. It happens like everything else that got broken. Um, so yeah, I think I've said pretty much what I need to say. Oh, I want to thank Jerry and I want to thank George 
for the donations. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. If I could do an applause thing, I really appreciate it. Nice round of applause, right? All that money is going to her computers, everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. You see that ticker down there, and it says, help us bring more exciting and informative guests to this show. Donate to PayPal at uh, paypal.me at California Haunts, or you can do that at Venmo, which is California Haunts, you know, Venmo at California Haunts. Um, I would really appreciate it. You know, I'm trying, you know, I've got computer issues going on here with this one. I've got to have to put a new hard drive in it. So every little bit helps, and I, I, I appreciate I appreciate it. And I think, you know, the shows are really strong, and we're getting stronger on these shows and rolling right along. Okay, with that said, I'm going to show you Nancy's information, and then I'm going to sign off, and I will see you guys Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Pacific, and then I'll see you at 6.30 p.m. Pacific for Pat Spain on Monday. So here we right, go. everybody. Let me push my buttons here. Push the buttons. buttons huh? No buttons. Okay. Who's got the buttons? All right. Here we go. <clears throat> All right. Those websites are nancymats.com, all lowercase. Nancy Matt's author with the NMA capped.com. And you've got youtube.com forward slash Nancy Matt's psychic. And but book number one is Help Get Me Out of This Funk by Nancy Matt's. Two Worlds, Developing Your Psychic Skills. And The Unwilling Sacrifice. And those books are at Amazon.com. Or you can get it from Nancy's website. Alrighty, and I'm going to give you the address to our YouTube site if you haven't been over there yet. That's youtube.com forward slash ampersand California Haunts Radio. You can find us over there. Check out our videos. Okay, guys. And again, if you like this, share us with five people. If you hated us, Share us with five people anyway. We're just trying to get the word out, and the more the merrier, I say. So anyway, I will see you on Sunday night, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Have a great couple days, guys.